Maybe it's when you found out that a job was going away and you were paralyzed. Or when you were given a a medical uh, diagnosis, you know, something that was going to change your life or your child's life and everything went quiet and you felt paralyzed. Or you tried hard to save your marriage, but your spouse still walked away and you didn't know what to do. Or you had to move far from home and you had to start completely over or you had to start something new and you were filled with fear. Or maybe you just wanted to ask someone out, but you were frozen by the fear of rejection. You know, fear can paralyze us. It can hold us captive. It can lock us in and prevent us from truly living. Well, maybe that's why when we open the scriptures, we hear so much about fear and how it can be overcome. You see, God is very aware of our fear and uncertainty in life. I mean, it's a reality for human beings like us that we have to face. We're going to be afraid. The question is, are we going to stay afraid? Are we, allow, are we going to allow fear to control us? Or are we going to find faith and courage to overcome? And God says we can overcome. I mean, I was thinking about this. In terms of fear, we all experience it. Some of us, we got it right now. We're feeling fear deep inside of our heart. You know, I can't think of a time that ever I said, I love being afraid. I mean, have you ever thought, oh, I just love this feeling of anxiety and worry. I love the stress that I have right now. I love the doubt that's overcome me. No. I mean, I have kids in my house, and so they still do this, which is pretty, it's a pretty fun game. When somebody goes up the stairs, somebody's hiding around the corner, what do they do? Jump out and scare you. I don't think any of my kids loves to be scared, though. That fear that overcomes them. I mean, does anybody like that? No. Fear is not our happy place. But I think that's why Jesus talked so much about fear. That's why we read about fear in so many places across the scriptures. And Jesus was known for saying to the disciples and to saying to the people who are closest to him, don't be afraid. Fear not. Why are you so filled with fear? It's not like he was surprised because he knows human beings, but he asked the question. And he made the statement, don't be afraid. I mean, there's over a hundred references throughout the scripture of God saying, essentially, don't be afraid. I mean, we look back at great leaders throughout the scriptures. Moses, known as one of the, the great leaders of biblical history. And God called Moses to lead his people out of Egypt to go against Pharaoh. And what was Moses' first response? It was, send somebody else. I'm afraid. I can't do this. There's no way. He was filled with fear. And Jeremiah, one of the great prophets who said early on, he's like, I'm I'm too young. I'm not ready. I can't do this. 
I'm afraid. And God said, you're the guy. All right. Um, so when Jesus comes on the scene, we're, we're talking about Christmas. We're looking at the gospel narrative as Jesus came into the world. And when he came on the scene, it was the same thing. I mean, it was a, a different setting, but the human experience was exactly the same. I mean, the night that Jesus was born, um, there was this unexpected event that happened. It was this incredible movement or experience of God. You got some shepherds. They're just doing their job. They're out taking care of sheep at night. They're in the shepherd fields right outside of Bethlehem. And it was just, you know, an average night. It was a clear night, a pretty night. The stars were out. It was clear. I don't know if it was memorable, but all of a sudden it became memorable because an angel of God showed up and spoke to them. Now, imagine this. I mean, we, we, read the, we read through the scripture, and a lot of times, even if you don't go to, don't go to church very often, at Christmas time, you'll hear this, the birth story of Jesus. That's typically from Luke or Matthew. And we hear it, and we say, oh, another angel showed up. That's pretty awesome. How nice. But an angel showed up to these shepherds. How do you think they responded Well, they were blown away. They were terrified, just as they should have been. I mean, most times when angels showed up in the scripture, there was kind of a common thing that happened. People fell to the ground as if they were dead. So the shepherds were filled with fear. They were paralyzed, which is exactly what we would expect. Here's what the text says. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, And the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified, but the angel said this to them. He reassured them, don't be afraid. And I don't know if there's a chief shepherd who spoke up, but all of them, I'm sure, experienced this. What? I mean, they're like, what? I'm shaking. I can't see. I mean, it's so bright. You're from God. I you're telling me I I shouldn't be afraid. But that's exactly what the angel told them. Don't be afraid. Now let's talk about fear for a minute. Um, Being afraid isn't all bad. Fear can be a good thing and a bad thing. There's Good fear. Let's think about that for a moment. The fear I experienced as a father when Colin was missing that night, I mean, that's a good fear. The fear the shepherds experienced when the angel showed up, I mean, that's a good, positive fear. Physically, think about it. Physically, we're supposed to allow fear to do some work in us. When danger is imminent, we should have a sense, we should get awakened by fear, right? Hot stoves, busy streets, um, you know, dangerous animals, all these types of experiences, we know that being afraid is a positive thing. We teach our kids about it. And fear can do something amazing inside of us. It can wake us up. It can make us more focused, more alert, and even give us greater strength and ability for a short period of time. 
So in that sense, fear is good. But living in fear, that's not a good thing. Because when we live in fear, we begin creating false danger in our head. And that's not good. And it's unhealthy. You know, constant what ifs that we pile up in front of us will do nothing positively to affect our life. In fact, and we know this through medical studies, people who live in stress and fear and anxiety, they're unhappy. And physically, their health is much worse than the average person. We, we get that. Fear paralyzes us. It traps us. And then we're not able to move if we allow fear to do its work inside of us. So here's how the text continues. The angel says, shepherds, don't be afraid. And then he goes on to say, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people, the Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. So in the context of this experience... Something huge, amazing was happening because God was sending his son into the world. He said, I'm bringing good news. I'm announcing to you something significant is happening. God is doing something in this moment that is going to change everything from this point forward. It's going to bring great joy. It's going to bring salvation. The the, the reality is that relationship with God, which was messed up, is now going to be restored for human beings. And that means that the sin that's a part of our world and part of our lives and all the things that are broken in our world could now be set right. That human beings could be restored. The barrier that was separating God from the people he'd created, human beings like you and me, the barrier of sin and rebellion was being taken care of, was in process because Jesus had arrived. That was incredible news. And this baby is the one who would do all these things. He would make things right. And the stuff that knocks us to the floor and the things that burden us and the things that make us afraid were going to be taken care of through this baby, Jesus. And that meant for all of us who are open and willing, there was this offer that was coming of full relationship with God where our sin, our brokenness, our fears would be taken care of by Jesus. And that means... As we receive that new reality, you and I can be fully alive. And that means when we're fully alive, it means we've replaced our fear with faith. So listen to how this story continues. The shepherds, they've got the angel in front of them. They're afraid, but they had to face their fear and move. 
They were called to action by this angel. He was giving them an assignment to go and see what God was doing through this new baby, this child, Jesus. So here's how the text continues. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven. So all these angels come around. I mean, it's like lights fully on, boom. And they're praising God and they're saying glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, when they could talk, they said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. And then they hurried to the village and they found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. You see, fear can paralyze us or it can move us. It can awaken us to action and greater faith. I mean, that's what happened to the shepherds. They woke up. They were fully alive and they didn't stay frozen, but they went to see this child in Bethlehem and God showed up in a powerful way. Their faith was increased. The joy inside of them rose and they experienced peace and God's presence and his blessing. But that wouldn't happen if they wouldn't have acted, if they wouldn't have responded in faith and moved. So there I was that night Grand Rapids, Michigan, I'm looking out into the stadium and I don't see my four-year-old son anywhere. And at that point where I was frozen, my wife and I made a conscious decision, a decision that we had to make, right? It was, we were going to do it no matter what. We were going to go and find our son. And so she, uh, she got our friends and they started looking all throughout the stands and I booked it to the, to the you know, top of the stadium to go to the entrance and start looking around there and look toward the parking lot. We got some security guards involved, and we're like, we're, we're moving. We have got to find our son. We're asking everybody, have you seen a little boy about this size, this color hair? Inside, I mean, freaking out. And so I get to the, the, the stadium entrance, which was kind of like a, a top area, went down a hill, all these steps to the parking lot. And I'm, you know, looking around and every once in a while, I was like, oh, maybe that, no, it's not him. That's not him. And I'm looking out in the parking lot, the sea of people. I'm like, he's nowhere. And so I'm going down these steps and I'm calling out, Colin, Colin, Colin. And as I'm getting to the like, front part of the parking lot, I see this man walking toward me with a little boy. And the closer I got and the louder I screamed, I could see it was my son. And I was overwhelmed with joy. I you know, got to him, I picked him up. And what had happened was is he, he thought he was with his friends walking out the stadium. You know, just a little guy kind of walking along before he knew it. He was lost. And fortunately, this guy who was walking near him with his family turned and said, where's your family? 
That fear became faith as we acted, as we moved. And you would expect that. But that's what God wants for us in each situation where we experience fear. God wants us to move. And we, when we move, we have to trust him. Even as we looked for Colin that night, we were praying the whole time, desperate that God would help us to find our son. And what's interesting then is, so after you know, we got him and the days went on, we told lots of people about that story. And as we told the story, we talked about our faith and God's goodness in it and the joy that we experienced that we were able to find him quickly. I mean, that 10 minutes seemed like hours that he was gone. And the shepherds, once they went and saw the baby and experienced what the angel told them about, what did they do? They went back and they started telling everybody about what they had seen and the significance of this great event. And that's what happens when you and I, when we, when we face our fear, which is difficult, and we take a step. We don't have to get out there. We just have to take one step and move. And God promises that he will be there, that he will go with us. Later on, the Apostle Paul, as he talked about fear and anxiety, he said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and give him thanks for all he's done and all he's doing. And then you will receive the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. So that's the question today for each of us, really. How do you need to move today? What are you afraid of? What are you sitting in? Or maybe um, you're not even sitting, you're just there. And fear has overcome you. What is it that God is willing to help you break through as you take a step today? And you, you may be saying, hey, I, you know, I didn't do anything to get where I am. I, I, I don't deserve where I am today. And I just don't want to move. Yet God is there. He's here to pick you up and to help you take that first step. And you may be saying, no, I've, I've messed up so bad in my life. I, I, you know, I screwed this up and I can't move. I'm afraid to move. And yet God is right there and he's saying, I'll help you to move. And maybe you're just so afraid of making a mistake. You're, you're like, I, I'm stuck. I, I don't, what, what if I mess this up? God's going to go with you. Be willing to take the step. You know, as we wrap things up, there's just a, a couple quick things. Uh, the first is um, we've been talking about all month. We're supporting Impact. This is a mission that we are a part of where we put in water projects. In We do water projects. We put in water systems in Honduras. Um, you know, Going there and working along with the people of the village, working you know, next to the men, digging ditches, is an incredible experience. And their village gets changed forever because they get fresh spring water in their village. And it solves a number of problems for them. But more importantly, as we come sharing the love of God, many of their eternities are changed 
forever. And that may be one way you can move today is to support Honduras financially. You can do that in the back. You can do it online. We would love for you to join us in that. Some of you, you may be praying about going on the trip next summer. You can find out more information at the Connection Center. Today, um, our, you know, we've got a few people that are going downtown to be with a group called SA Heels, and they're doing their affordable Christmas today. Now, I just want to quickly tell you the story because it's an amazing story of faith where Charlie and his wife, Jen, had to overcome their fear. See, they had a passion for people on the east side downtown, um, and so they started doing some stuff on this east side part of San Antonio. And, and the more stuff that they did, they said, you know what? We need to move down into this area. And that was really scary for them. But they faced their fear and they made the move and they live right in this neighborhood. And we're going to go join them today, this afternoon. If you want more information about that, you can get it to in the back. Um, Affordable Christmas, what, what do they do? I mean, a lot of the, the people, the, the, the families, the, the single parents or parents, they can't afford gifts for their kids. So they go out and they buy Christmas gifts and then they sell them for one-tenth the cost. And we get to help wrapping presents, taking care of their kids as they shop, and just being a part of showing God's love to this neighborhood and these people in our city. There's so many ways that we can move this week. And I promise you, as you ask God, he'll show you the first step. Please pray with me, please. Lord, we're we're grateful that we're not alone in this world. We're thankful for the people here in this room, uh, whether we know anybody very well or not. This is a community where we can lean on some people. And so... uh, anybody's struggling today, feels stuck, feels frozen, there's an opportunity, um, an opportunity for them to share that with somebody. God, we believe that you'll meet us, and we believe, even though um, we, we're not sure what to expect, expect, we believe that if we face our fear, if we face the situation we're in, and we take a step, that faith will come, and your peace, and your presence, and your power will be a part of our lives. God, come and do that in us. And we pray this in Christ. Amen.